What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC 295. Um, Alex Pereira versus Yuri Prohaska uh, was supposed to be Jones versus Miocic. Sorry. Um, unfortunately, it's unfortunate we lost the main event, man. I was hoping to see Stipe fight. You know, anybody would have been nice, but I guess we'll put this off for another year or whatever, how long this is going to take. But uh, I don't know. It's still, you know, they added Tom Aspinall uh, versus Sergey Pavlovich you know, to the card, which is um, a good fight. I think uh, a lot of people might be more excited to see that fight than they are Pereira versus Prohaska. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of am. Um, it's just too bad. Well, I guess it is for the uh, for the interim title, so they could have made that the main event. I kind of would have liked to see that uh, as the main event. Either way, it's the same. doesn't really matter. One fight apart. But, uh, yeah, so real quick, man, I'm going to go over the results for last week. We're coming off a very good, profitable, you know, card. Um, if you see here, these were my posted bets, the ones I posted ahead of time on my channel. Um, uh, Shira Putin, Megamedov, that fight hit, did have t crappy takedown defense, but did enough damage off of his back to seal the fight. Um, lost some value on the, on the Ankalaev. I only got paid for Megamedov once again on that parlay. It was a two fight parlay. Um, but they were pretty generous with me on the books for that, man. I ended up making about, I don't remember, I think about $700 on, on that bet. And then I had a uh, Basarat Nurmagomedov parlay, lost value on that because of the Basarat fight. But either way, I mean, I got a good price on Nurmagomedov. I think he was like a minus 215 or something. That was a one-unit play. So came out good there, man. And I had another uh, three-fight parlay that hit. And, you know, as always, I don't know if some people wonder or not why sometimes I post my tickets, why sometimes I don't. Um, I post, if I if I, I didn't post this three-fight parlay ahead of time, so I screenshot the ticket and make a poster so y'all can see it. Um, I, it's easier for me guys to make, you know, I make these flyers with all my bets on them rather than going making a, you know, a, a flyer for each bet, you know, screenshot and everything. It's easier for me to just go back and have all the bets on one flyer than take that same flyer and add just the little, you know, the graphics that I do on there when they hit or whatever, the money bags or whatever. It's easier for me to do it like that than, than make a whole bunch of, you know, screenshotted tickets and all that stuff. So I only post the ones that I, you know, the tickets, if I didn't post them ahead of time, so y'all know I'm not lying to you or whatever, but, uh. Yeah, this is a three-fight parlay, man. Uh, Mikhaev, Aleskarov, and Nurmagomedov, and uh, it cashed for $1,966. Um, I had, I think, $900 on this parlay. Um, so, yeah, it was a good bit of profit there, man. All around, you know, real good night. Um, I think, I think, um, yeah, Jubilee, uh, Ansel Jubilee killed all my parlays, my other, my bigger parlays. But I don't ever put a lot of money on those, man. If y'all watch the channel, y'all know I don't ever put more than 50 bucks on those big parlays. If it's more than three fights, I don't ever put a lot of money on it because somebody always kills it, you know. So, yeah, very profitable event, man. And, um, yeah, please like and subscribe, guys. It helped me out a whole lot. I appreciate all you guys. have been picking up a lot of subscribers. Um, and if you're new to the channel, you know, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks, you know, for the entire card. And then I give out my bets for free at the end of the video, man. And, uh... Yeah, man, I'm slowly making my way to being a, you know, what I feel like is a, you know, very legit channel, man. And um, I know because I used to watch a lot of channels, you know, uh, before when I was, you know, starting, you know, betting and stuff like that. And 
I know there's not anybody else out there that, that talks about fights like I do, like the skill sets and everything. And just in general, the way that I, that I do it, I think it's unique to me. And if there is anybody else doing it out there, you know, they're still in my style or whatever, because there wasn't anybody doing it like me uh, before that. And some people like it. Some people don't, man. I think it's just a, it's just a process and the channel will grow over time, you know, but, um, you know, I did notice that I think my videos come out before everybody else. And, um, I did notice, I don't ever watch anybody else's videos anymore, but I, I will like, I, I follow a lot of them on Instagram or whatever. So I'll see, you know, what bets they had after the fact. And I noticed there's, you know, some other channels out there that are kind of, I don't know if they're, if they're seeing my stuff ahead of time and, and, you know, making the same bets as me or whatnot, but I just noticed there was a little bit of that going on. You know, maybe they saw the value just like I did, you know, and there was some other channels that kind of, you know, were making the same bets as me, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, man, let's, uh, let's get into this card real quick. Get over to this. And, uh, what else was I going to say? Was there anything else I needed to say? I don't guess so, man. So let's get into this card. And, uh, as far as fights that we lost, Derek Brunson versus Roman Delice, um, Brunson would have got destroyed in that fight. I mean, I don't even know. I don't think Brunson's even with the UFC anymore. I think I heard he, um, I think I heard he got, um, I think he might've left on his own. I don't know if he was cut. I think he's going to try and go do something else somewhere or something like that, but I don't think he's with the UFC anymore. But, uh, Roman Delice is one of my, you know, new favorite fighters. And I was really looking forward to seeing him fight. It's too bad that they couldn't get him on this card. So, and then of course we lost the, uh, Jones Miochik fight. So that sucks, but yeah, there's a lot of fights on this card, man. I, I have the urge to make lots of, a lot of bets on this card. And I, and I went ahead and didn't, I didn't do that, you know, cause there's a lot of fights on this card that I feel like could really just go either way, man. And there's not a whole lot of real strong leans for me on this card. Um, that, uh, that I felt like I could get, you know, heavily invested in, but there are a lot of like a ton, I'm going to be picking a ton of underdogs on this, you know, on this card. Um, and, and usually sometimes that doesn't work out very well for me. So that's why I'm like, I'm fighting myself not to put, you know, any, at least any straight up bets or any two fight parlays on too on any, you know, too much on here, because I'm not going to really get heavily invested in, and in, uh, in the underdogs on, or anything on this. I mean, I'll have them in my parlays, my, you know, my bigger parlays, but I just kind of kept it simple on this card rather than chasing a whole bunch. Cause I had, you know, I've been having some, you know, some good weeks or whatever. So not going to, not going to throw my, uh, throw my money away, making a bunch of bets. I'm not sure about, um, I did have another bet that I was going to have, man, that, that I was going to have a Jamal Emmer's, uh, John Jones two fight parlay, uh, to get the price down on those two guys. Cause I feel like Emmer's is a lock on this card, but yeah. So, I mean, they, they canceled the John Jones fight. The, the, the line on, you know, Emmer's is too high for me to have kept the bet in. I wouldn't have made very much. So I just went ahead and, and dropped that. And so, but yeah, man, let's get into this fight or yeah, this first fight. Uh, first we got, uh, Kyung Ho Kang taking on John Castaneda and Kang is 36 years old, five, nine with a 73 inch reach. He is 19 and nine and eight and three in the UFC. And, uh, the odds weren't up on this at the time of me doing my notes, but I do believe that, uh, Kane is like a, he's a plus, I think it was a plus 134 underdog as earlier when I checked. So not that big of an underdog, which kind of changes my pick on this. I, I'm not sure. I'm still torn on this fight, man. But uh, uh, so Kang is very well rounded, man. He can do it all. Nice technical striking, good straight punches. He has good head movement. 
uh, uses calf kicks very well. He's kind of underrated, man. He's a he's a very good grappler, and you know he's very good on the ground. Dangerous jujitsu has twelve wins by submission, two wins by knockout. Um, he's been in the UFC since two thousand thirteen. He just hasn't been you know as active as other guys. And I believe he had to go to the military for a few years at one time. I think everybody in Korea has to do that. The same thing happened with the Korean zombie at one point. Uh, but Kang is coming off two really impressive victories, man. And I think he was an underdog in both of those fights. So. Uh, in the Dana White or in the in the Dana fight, not Dana White, <laughs> uh, the the Bagdrill Dana fight, you know, he was just the cleaner striker and he was able to beat up Dana from the outside. Um, he has really nice balance. He doesn't lean too far over, uh, you know, over his lead leg. You know, you don't see him stumbling around after throwing a combination. Doesn't overcommit. And you know, in his last fight, you know, he showed his power. Man, he hurt Quinones and then dominated him on the ground and got full mount and locked in the choke. Man, and looked very good. Man, and he was a pretty good size underdog there. Um, uses his jab very well, but and he's also kind of tall and and long for the bantamweight division. Uh, he's gonna have three inches of height and two inches of reach advantage in this fight. He's got very good cardio. Uh, this is a very tough fight to pick, man. And he's taking on John Castaneda. He's thirty one years old, five six with a seventy one inch reach. He is twenty and six and three and two in the UFC. And I believe he was like a minus uh minus one forty five or minus one fifty favorite earlier today. Um, and uh, yeah, John is a He's a very good fighter, man. This is a good this is good matchmaking, and it's it's a tough fight for me, man. I've been going back and forth on this one, and you know, John has only really lost to you know tough guys. He was dominating the Daniel Santos fight in the first round, but he gassed out badly in that fight. And I don't know if it was on short notice or if he had a bad weight cut, you know, that caused that because he seems to have fixed the problem since, and he never really had that problem before that. So uh, that was kind of something that was isolated to just that fight. So. Not sure what was going on there. I mean, he's got really nice boxing, a uh, really sneaky high kick. You know, he hit Santos with that and almost finished him in the first round. Um, I was really impressed with his win over uh, Miles Johns. Uh, I think that was the fight before um, before the... Uh... Now I got to look. It was the fight before the uh, Daniel Santos fight. And, uh... <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Miles Johns is a very tough guy. You know, he got a good win not too long ago over Daniel Argueta. Uh, John has... Um, John Castaneda has seven wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. And in his last fight, he showed that he was the more technical fighter, landing nice clean shots and countering the wide hooks of his opponent. I believe that was Gafarov, um, who just got finished in like 20 seconds by Nurmagomedov. Um, you know, Gafarov was just like winging wide shots, um, you know, at him and stuff. And yeah, he was getting caught with some of them, but he was really rolling with the punches very well and, you know, using good head movement and just landing the cleaner, better shots. Um, so it's, uh, you know, he, he's well-rounded, hard to say who has the advantage on the feet here. You know, I would think Kang has the better grappling probably. Uh, he, you know, John, uh, Castaneda does have 71% takedown defense though, which is pretty good. Um, he lands 4.24 strikes, uh, per minute. You know, he has seven first round finishes, you know, whereas Kang has 57% takedown accuracy with 70% takedown defense. Um, so they both have good takedown defense, and I, I think it might end up canceling it out here, you know, both ways, and it might just be out on the feet. Uh, Kang lands just over three strikes per minute. So if the, if the stats are true, the fight will mostly play out on the feet, and John would supposedly land the better volume. Um, you know, this is a matchup where I, I you know, at the time I had made up my mind to go with John Castaneda, and you know, but then I also thought I was like, man, you know, whoever the dog is is probably the one to go with here, you know, because Kang's look very good. And yeah, since the lines have came out, you know, Kang is the, is the underdog and I think I'm going to switch my pick to Kang and, and pick him here, man. And, uh, I'll take him to win. I'll take him to win by decision. Um, 
not super confident in it, but I think it, you know, the value is on Kang from a betting standpoint and he's looked very good, man. So, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't say anything against him here. That's for sure. So originally I thought Castaneda cause everybody on tapology was uh, going with Kang. So I figured Castaneda would be the underdog. So I was going to pick him, but I'm going to take Kang and I'm going to take him to win by decision. Next up, we got Tabitha Ritchie taking on Lupita Godinez. This is an interesting matchup for sure. Um, this is not a fight that I was expecting to see anytime soon. So Tabitha Ritchie is 28 years old, five uh, one with a 61 inch reach. She's nine and one and four and one in the UFC, and she's a plus 150 underdog. And a lot of people are really high on uh, Tabitha Ritchie. You know, in fact, 70 percent on the people at Tapology think she's going to win. Um, even though she's the underdog, you know, and on the betting betting line. So I don't agree, man. I haven't found most of her performances all that impressive. She's only had one finish in the UFC and it was over Jessica Panay, who hasn't won a fight since 2021. And she has one win by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, I'm not saying she's a bad fighter at all, man. Her record speaks for itself. You know, I mean, she is a good fighter. She just uses a lot of movement on the feet. She lands a lot of shots, but doesn't really hurt any of her opponents for the most part. Uh, she's a very good wrestler, but she has 49% takedown accuracy, um, 67% takedown defense. You know, on the feet, she has 47% striking accuracy and lands over just uh, four strikes per minute, just over four strikes per minute. So it looks like she throws a ton of volume, but doesn't land as much of it as it appears, maybe. Uh, but nonetheless, she is very well-rounded, and she's looked very impressive throughout her career, but just hasn't fought the best at competition. Her best win is probably over Gillian Robertson. Um which, you know, Robertson's really only good at one thing, so... And uh, if she can't get you down, she's kind of screwed, so and that's kind of what happened in that fight now. <clears throat> she's taking on Lupita Godinez. She is 30 years old, 5'2", with a 61-inch reach. They both have the same reach here. Uh, One-inch height advantage for, for Godinez. Uh, she's 11-3 and 6-3 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus-175 favorite. So... Lupi has fought the tougher competition, in my opinion. Um, she has had the more dominant victories. Uh, she's looked amazing, you know, recently in her last fight. And I know it was a win over Elise Reed, so not the best competition, but she has made it look pretty easy, man. And she does have some bad losses on her record, some questionable losses that would make you kind of stop and think. But I feel like she's really turned a corner, you know, in her last few fights, her last three fights. And uh, she's looked very good, man. And she has nice boxing. She's constantly improving. Her striking looks better every time we see her. Very good wrestling, dangerous jujitsu. Um, I believe she's going to have bit, a big power and strength advantage in this fight. Her cardio has looked way better uh, than it used to as well. She's really worked on that. She has no wins by knockout, but three wins by submission. She's never been finished. Uh, so compared to the numbers, man, they both have pretty much the same takedown accuracy at 49 and 48%. Uh, but the but uh, Godinez has the better takedown defense at 83% and uh, the better striking accuracy at 50% for Godinez as well. So... Uh, she lands over just uh, just over four strikes per minute, you know, so the numbers are all pretty close except with the takedown defense where Loopy has the advantage. Um, so that leads me to believe that this fight will play out on the feet probably and where I believe that Loopy is the more powerful striker. And uh, I'm going to take her to win by decision. You know, I don't think Richie's ever been submitted. I don't know if she, I guess she was finished by Manon Faro in her debut. Um, but I think Godinez is, is going to win a decision here. I think she's going to land the more meaningful shots. And uh, she might even get a takedown or two. Who knows, man? But uh, Godinez has looked really good uh, in her last few fights. So I'm going to be taking her, man. Take her to win by decision. 
Next up, we got a really, really, really good matchmaking. Uh, really fun fight. Uh, both these guys, I'm a really big fan of these guys. Uh, got Nazim Saidkov taking on uh, Vyacheslav Borshev. And Nazim is 29 years old, 5'10 with a 69-inch reach. He is 9-1 and and 2-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-150 favorite. He has, uh, he has six wins by knockout, two wins by submission. I'm a very high on this guy, man. He has a pretty high ceiling, I think. And Nazim is a master of sport and combat sambo, lifelong martial artist, over 100 amateur fights, very explosive and powerful. Uh, throws tons of very well placed kicks. He has a he's a great counter puncher, man. He's comfortable everywhere the fight goes. He has a uh, the wrestling in his back pocket. All but one of his wins have been by finish, and um, you know I like his spinning wheel kick and how he uses his uppercuts. Great takedown defense. Uh, he stays pressuring his opponents, man. He doesn't ever stop moving forward. There's there's not a lot of guys that can handle the pr- kind of pressure that he brings, man. And I think that's going to serve him well in this fight. You know he can definitely take a punch as well. We saw that in the Evan Elder fight. Um, his one loss was by submission. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, you know, in the first round against Terrence McKinney, he did give up a takedown and, and gave up his back, but he defended it, you know, and, and didn't really take any damage or anything and, and easily won in the next round, did the same thing to Terrence McKinney. Um, he shows 100% takedown accuracy, but that's just because he's only attempted a couple takedowns in the UFC and he landed them. Um, shows the 75% takedown defense, but you know, since we're going off only two fights, I won't really go off the numbers here, you know, because it's better to look at, at the numbers on, you know, UFC.com after, you know, they've had at least three or four fights, you know, something more to go off of than just two two fights. So um, he fights well from both stances, but he fights mostly southpaw, I believe. And he has a clear advantage in the wrestling and grappling, the grappling in this matchup for sure. So um, I do think that's why there's such a, you know, I have a very strong lean towards him in this fight because of the wrestling um, he's taking on Vyacheslav Borislav. He's 31 years old, 5'11 with a 69-inch reach. He is 7-3 and 2-2 and two and two in the UFC. He's a plus-130 favorite, or sorry, plus-130 underdog, my bad. Um, so I'm a fan of this guy's too, man. He's an amazing kickboxer, very powerful. He's going to have the striking advantage, uh, probably the power advantage as well in this fight, man. He, he looked great in his last fight, a nasty knockout, but you know he was fighting another kickboxer in that fight. He didn't have to worry about the takedowns. Um, he's very technical. I can't say enough good things about his striking. Really nice kicks to all levels. Um, very nice head movement. Great striking defense. Uh, really fast hands. Throws great combinations. Uh, nice counter striking. Throws a lot of punches to the body, man. He he never attempted to take down the UFC. Um, he's got 35% takedown defense. So, I mean, that's kind of the story of this fight. Is if Nazim is smart, he can go out there and get an easy victory. Take down Borshev and get a submission. Because uh, if Mark Dia Casey and Mike Davis can take down Borshev, I think Nazim definitely definitely can get the takedown. So I'm going to take Nazim to win, uh, take him to win by second round submission. I just hope he's not. I hope he doesn't try to stay on the feet with Borshev, man. That wouldn't be a very good idea. Next up, we got Den- Dennis Bazuka Bazuska. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, versus Jamal Hammers. Um, Dennis is 26 years old, 5'9", with a 70.5-inch reach. He is 11-3 and and 0-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-270 underdog. And yeah, Dennis made his debut against uh, Sean Woodson and was beaten pretty dominantly, you know, everywhere. Um, looking at his record, most of his wins are over guys with really bad records. He has four wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he is powerful, man. He attempted 10 takedowns in his first fight in the UFC, and I think he only got one of them. Uh, there's not a lot of things I could say for him this matchup, honestly, man. And, uh, and I've heard some things about this guy, you know, some things he's done in the past that kind of make me, you know, question him as a, 
as a person as well. I mean, supposedly I think he beat somebody up and got charged over it at some jumped some guy or robbed him or something. I don't remember what it was. Sorry. I guess that doesn't matter, but I don't know. I've, I read something about that before his last fight and it made me kind of not like him, but, uh, He's taking on Jamal Emmers. Um, he's 34 years old, 5'10", with a 74-inch reach. He is 19-7 and and 2-3 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 330 favorite. And uh, Emmers is a very skilled fighter, man. He's had nothing but tough fights in the UFC. You know, the level of competition that these guys faced is not even close. I mean, Emmers, Emmers beat a 23-0 and guy just one fight ago, and he had a real close fight with Jack Jenkins in his last matchup. So, um you know he was he was dominating Pat Sabatini before uh, Pat got the uh, the hill hook. Um, Embers is going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. He uses his reach very well. Nice straight shots from the outside. He has seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, has really good takedown defense at ninety one percent, and he lands um, almost five strikes per minute. Averages almost two takedowns per fifteen minutes. Um, you know he's better everywhere the fight goes here, in my opinion. You know he made his he made his debut up against. Uh, uh, Giga Chikazi and, and went to a split decision with him. So that's impressive. And, um, I think it, I think, I think Emmers is going to get a, his first finish in the UFC here, in my opinion, you know, most likely. And, uh, I'm going to take in a win by third round TKO, man. And I, and I know looking at, you know, Emmers record in the UFC, if you just look at the numbers two and three, it doesn't look all that impressive. But if you look at, you know, the level of competition and, you know, um, you know, who he's been fighting and the performances he's had, um, you know, mostly very close fights and, uh, he is a very good fighter. So he definitely, uh, he's definitely deserving of the, uh, the big number beside his name right here. Next up, we got May is Rebecca taking on Norillo Aliv. And Rebecca is 31 years old, 5'7", with a 66-inch reach. He is, uh, 18-1 and 2-0 and in the UFC. He's a minus one sixty four favorite. I think he's a little bit bigger favorite than that now. Um, and I do apologize, guys, for being. I know I'm a couple days late. I usually put these out on Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday, even sometimes. Uh, just with the changes to the card, I had to go back and you know and and you know do the do the do the work on uh, Aspinall and and Sergey. So I do apologize about being a few days late. So uh, where was I at? Okay, he's eighteen and one, two and zero in the UFC, uh, minus one sixty four favorite. Uh, this guy, you know, he looked really dominant in his last fight against a guy that was like way bigger than him, a uh, very tough guy who's you know fought all over the world. Um, he could do it all, man. He hits very hard. He has amazing wrestling. Nine wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, very good submission. Throws a ton of volume, mostly power shots, but he can do it for three rounds. Uh, Pretty, pretty good head movement, slips punches very well, nasty calf kicks, um, fight southpaw mostly, great double leg takedowns and trip takedowns. Uh, good at wrapping his opponent's legs up with his own from top position and holding guys down. Uh, you know, this is a guy I'd love to see fight fight Islam or, or you know, some of the better wrestlers in the division or Gamrod or, or anybody like that. And, uh, you know, he has 67% takedown accuracy. He lands 5.57 strikes per minute, averages three and a half takedowns per 15 minutes. Uh, he's very good, man. This is a very tough matchup for him, though. You know, he's fighting an undefeated guy here. Um, Aliyev is 22 years old, uh, 5'10", with a 72-inch reach. He is 9-0 and 1-0 in the UFC, and he's a plus-144 underdog. So this guy is, you know, he's a good wrestler. Most of his wins have gone to decision. Um, he has two wins by knockout, no wins by submission. Uh, he has a height and six-inch reach advantage in this fight, but, um, you know, Rebecca has the better striking, in my opinion. This guy is... 
Aliyev is good at one thing, man. He's very good at it. You know, if Rebecca can keep this fight on the feet, he will win this fight. Uh, Rebecca has pretty good wrestling and takedown defense as well. So who's to say that, you know, Aliyev is going to get him down? Uh, you know, Rebecca will have to keep moving forward and walking Aliyev down. And, and so he won't be able to shoot those takedowns. Um, I think Rebecca's more well-rounded. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Aliyev, uh, you know, got the takedowns and got a boring decision win. Because uh, he is a good wrestler. That's what he's good at. That's what he does. But uh, I'm going to take Rebecca to get the win here by decision. Uh, I think maybe um, maybe Aliyev hasn't really been taken on the best of competition yet. So uh, I know he fought Alves in his debut, but Alves doesn't have a good takedown defense. So we'll see what he can do against a tough guy here. Next up, we got Jared Gordon taking on Mark Matson. And uh, Jared Gordon is 35 years old, 5'9", with a 68-inch reach. He is 19-6 and six and 7-5 and five in the UFC. He's a minus-195 favorite, and uh, he's only lost to really tough guys, man. I, he won the Patty Pimlet fight. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he's coming off a of no contest with Bobby Green because of a headbutt, but you know we got to face it, he did get knocked out either way there, whether it was a no contest or not, so it wasn't good for him. But uh, you know his striking up to that point in that fight was looking pretty good. Um, he does have all the skills, good wrestling and striking. Uh, he has six wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Uh, the only thing that scares me about him is he's been knocked out four times in the UFC, man, but but by really tough guys nonetheless. But um, he shows a 40% takedown accuracy with 63% takedown defense. He lands 5.32 strikes per minute, um, averages just over two takedowns per 15 minutes. Uh, really nice check left hook. Um, I think he's the more well-rounded fighter here. Needs to work more on checking leg kicks, but I don't think Matson really throws a whole lot of those. Uh, very good control from top position, good ground and pound. Um, I think he's the more well-rounded guy, like I said. Um, never really been that high on Mark Matson. Uh, Mark Matson is 39 years old, 5'8", five, eight, five, eight with a 72-inch reach. He is 12-1 and one and 4-1 and one in the UFC, and he's a plus 170 underdog. So in my opinion, Mark is kind of got like a padded record, man. He's a good wrestler. I guess, you know, he largely won fights by getting control time and, and not really doing any damage. Um, I thought Vince Pichel won that fight based on damage because um, Matson wasn't really doing much. Uh, and then we saw him get exposed by um, by Grant Dawson. So, I mean, and that was what I was waiting for. I was happy to see that. Um, he has three wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, he went to a split decision with Clay Guida, and this is Clay Guida towards the end of his career. So that was kind of a one of the first things that that led me to realize that he's not that good. Um, his striking isn't very good. I'm sure he hits hard. He seems very strong. Um, he's only had one finish in the UFC. He shows 67% takedown accuracy and 63% takedown defense. Um, averages three takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, he could win a boring decision here. It's possible. Um, I probably won't bet on this fight at all. I think I did end up putting Gordon in a parlay. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Jared Gordon, man. I, I'm going to get him to win by decision. But I don't know, man. He could get caught with a good shot and put out, man. But I think he is the more skilled, better fighter here. Um, it's just if the chin holds up or not. So, But I, I am going to go with Gordon here. Next up, we got Matt Schnell taking on Steve Ersig. And Schnell is 33 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 16-7 and 7 and 6-6 six and six in the UFC. And he is a plus 210 underdog. And Matt's a good fighter, man. He has all the skills, but, you know, his chin, I just, I worry, I worry about, about him because he's been finished five times in the UFC, man. And, 
you know, he usually has quite a bit of, well, I'll get to that in a second. He has two wins by knockout, nine wins by submission, and he has um, three wins by triangle choke in the UFC, which is pretty impressive. Um, he has trouble making weight, man, a lot, and uh, which doesn't help the chin, I'm sure. He is very exciting to watch. You know, he's a kill-or-be-killed type of fighter. Um, he's got a one-and-a-half reach advantage here. Um, I don't understand how, you know, the UFC does their statistics because it says he has 44% takedown accuracy, but it says he's landed one out of nine attempts. So that uh, that doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem to add up very well. So I'm not sure about that. But um, he's got 47% takedown defense. He does have good striking. He's tough. He goes to war, but it's hard to pick someone you, you see get finished or, or rocked or hurt or dropped in every single fight. So uh, very hard to pick him. And he's taking on Steve Ursig. He is 28 years old, 5'8", with a 68.5-inch reach. He is 10-1 and 1-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 245 favorite. And he made his debut against uh, David Dvorak and won pretty dominantly, man. And Dvorak's a pretty tough guy, man. I know he's on a bad run right now, but he's been fighting nothing but killers. So um, Ursig has one win by knockout, six wins by submission. He is primarily known for his grappling before the UFC, but his striking looked pretty good as well in his debut. And... Uh, Throws a real nice right high kick, doesn't wind up on it at all. Nice striking defense, keeps his hands where they're supposed to be most of the time. Uh, you know, throws nice front kicks up the middle. I, I do think he has the grappling advantage in this fight. Um, Schnell may be the better striker, but with his chin that way, I, I, I don't know if... I think if Ursig lands a shot, he could probably hurt Schnell, especially with the right hand. Um, and I'm going to be going with Ursig here, man. I, I think he's going to land a big shot and put Schnell away, maybe jump with submission or something. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him to win by, um, by second round finish. Next up, we got Joshua Van taking on Kevin Borjas. And uh, Joshua Van is 22 years old, 5'5", uh, five, five with a 65-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 1-0 and one and oh in the UFC. He's a minus 245 favorite. And uh, he looked really good in his debut, man. Very nice boxing, really fast hands. He's very young. He's going to keep improving. Uh, regardless of what anybody thinks, you know, Zimagulov isn't a bad fighter, in my opinion. He just couldn't catch a break in the UFC, you know, and um, so it wasn't it was an impressive win that Josh was able to beat him in his debut, I think. And uh, he uses his jab very well. He's very dangerous in the pocket, throws nice uppercuts, has great cardio, puts out a ton of volume, uh, really, really picks up the pace throughout the fight, man, and, and keeps going, you know, into the third round even harder. And, um, you know, he t his takedown defense held up in his debut. Uh, supposedly he just started working on wrestling not that long ago. So maybe that's a question mark against, you know, on that. Um, he has five wins by knockout and two wins by submission. Uh, once he finds his rhythm and gets his timing down, he really starts busting guys up and very, very nice hands, really fast combinations, very good at using his feints to set up his strikes. Um, not going to go into the stats cause they're based off of only one fight, but he is very good. Great head movement. Um, I am curious to see how well his takedown defense holds up against somebody that, that is really pushing the wrestling on him. Um, but I, that's not going to be in this fight. I don't believe both these guys like to strike. This should be a very fun fight. He's taking on Kevin Boris. He is t 25 years old, 5'5", five, five with a 68-inch reach, 9-1, uh, and one, and this is going to be his USA de debut, and he's a plus 210 underdog. Sorry, I can't talk. And uh, he's coming off coming off a win on, um, on the first episode of uh, – this season's contender series and you know he fights extremely aggressive all but one of his wins have come by knockout um obviously the hands are pretty heavy man extremely fun to watch both these guys are similar in that they love to strike um with both of these guys their their only losses have been by submission both of them so um obviously you know i don't think they're gonna be out there trying to submit each other but 
Uh, you know, Kevin did have a little bit of trouble in the first round uh, of the contender series fight, got taken down, but fought through it. And he just did way more damage while his opponent was just constantly trying to take him down and gas himself out, trying to wrestle him and just not doing anything, you know? And, uh, he's going to have a three inch reach advantage in this fight and he uses reach very well. He has great cardio, really nice kickboxing, um, great calf kicks, which could serve him well in this fight as well. And I'm actually excited for this match. I'm excited to to get to see Borja striking in the UFC against an opponent that's going to fight, you know, that kind of fight with him. Um, and, uh, you know, the guy on the contender series just kept, kept him constantly defending takedowns. It was kind of a, he couldn't really do as much as he should, as he should have been able to, you know, because of that. So it wasn't a, you didn't really, we didn't really get to see everything out of him that, uh, that, that, that we could have. And, he has a very nice jab, man. He keeps his hands in good position, uh, good defensive positions, except when he's being very wild. But he does do that a lot. I'm not gonna. Don't get me wrong. He does fight very aggressively. He does get wild. But uh, if Boros can keep this fight at distance and use his reach and his straight punches, he could absolutely win this fight. And one thing I will say is Boros has a ton of amateur fights as well. At least at least 17 fights or more as amateurs. So he does have a big edge in experience either way. And I think the power advantage as well goes to Boros. Um, Maybe the crisper, cleaner boxing to Joshua Van. Um, you know, this is a hard pick that I've gone back and forth on as well, man. And I definitely think the value is on Borjas. Um, and this this will probably be this could be possibly fight of the night, man. I mean, other than Saint Denis and uh, and uh, and Matt Frivola, um, I'm not super confident in this pick, man. And I'm not going to get heavily invested in this fight, but I don't want to pay that big of a price for Joshua Van. Originally, I was thinking I was going to go with him. Um, but I think I'm going to pick Boros to win this fight, man, and put him on my parlays as an underdog because uh, his striking is actually very good, man. He's a very good kickboxer. I think he's actually a more well-rounded striker than than Joshua Van because his kicks are way better. He uses more kicks. He's got great great high kicks and calf kicks, so uh, that part of the game will play out on the feet and probably help him a little bit. But I wouldn't be shocked at all Joshua Van won. Um, but I, I do think uh, I'm going to be going with Boros in this fight and not super confident in it, but... Uh, I'm going to be going with him and I'll take him to win. I don't know if these guys are going to finish. I'll take him to win by decision. Next up, we got Matt Frivola taking on Benoit St. Denis. And, uh, it's good matchmaking, crazy fight, crazy fight to bet on for sure. Uh, Matt Frivola is 33 years old, five, nine with a 71 inch reach. He is 11, three and one and five, three and one in the UFC. And he's a plus plus one seventy five underdog. And, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt is a monster, man. He fights like, you know, he's a knockout or, or be knocked out kind of guy, you know, and very, very heavy with the forward pressure. And, and that has cost him before rushing in like that. You know, you can get caught with a shot running in. I mean, he's done it before. Um, that's what happened to him against, uh, Terrence McKinney. So, um, he does have a wrestling background as well. So that's how he was able to beat Jalen Turner back in the day. He uses wrestling and, Matt will have the power advantage over most people because he throws everything into every shot. And the crazy thing is, is, you know, this knockout puncher kind of thing that he's got going on right now is relatively new for him because before his last three fights, he only had one, uh, one knockout in his career. So this is kind of a new thing. Um, he has four wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, obviously a, uh, you know, a knockout win over Drew Dober is something serious and it's, you know, really impressive. Um, and this is another fight of the night candidate, man. These guys both fight, you know, the same aggressive, constant forward pressure. Um, Frivola does show 36% takedown accuracy with 43% takedown defense. Um, I wouldn't say Matt has very technical striking. Everything is kind of power and big shots. Um, but he can do it for three rounds, man. You know, he, he can keep it going. He doesn't get tired. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he landed a big shot and won this fight at all. Would would not shock me. Um, but uh, he's taking on Benoit Saint Denis. He is twenty seven years old, five eleven with a seventy three inch reach. He is twelve and one, and four and one in the UFC, and he's a minus two hundred five favorite. And uh, Denise is very well rounded, man. Great grappling, nice trip takedowns, good striking as well. But I think he would be smart to use his grappling in this fight. Uh, definitely, he shouldn't stay on the feet with Frivola. At least at least in the first round, he should you know use his grappling for sure. Um, he would be smart to get the takedowns and wear on Frivola for a bit uh, before trying to strike with him. And I was very impressed with uh, with Denise, you know, kind of out grappling Moises. And uh, nobody thought he was going to go through Moises that easily, I don't think. But uh, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, Denise can definitely take a shot. We saw that in his debut up a weight class at 170. Um, you know, he fights well from the southpaw stance, 80% takedown defense, averages uh, 4.72 strikes, uh, sorry, 4, 4.72 takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, three wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. All of his wins have been by finish. Um, you know, really nice kicks to the body. Uh, both these guys, you know, get reckless and leave openings. This is a scary fight to bet on. I'm, I'm going to be going with St. Denise because of the grappling advantage, but if if he can't get Favola down, he may get knocked out. You know, there's no way around it, so... Um, I'm going to take Denise to win by maybe a late submission, like round three, but this is a scary fight, man. Uh, I would not put money on the, I mean, I'll put it in my big parlays, but I wouldn't put any serious money on this fight at all. Running out of breath, talking too much. Uh, next up, we got Pat Sabatini taking on Diego Lopez. And, uh, this is an interesting matchup, man. So Pat Sabatini is 33 years old, 5'8 with a 70 inch reach. He is 18 and four and five and one in the UFC, and he's a minus four, uh, minus 142 favorite. And uh, and this is a fight between two great submission artists. You know, Pat has 12 wins by submission, one win by knockout. Um, Pat doesn't have very good striking at all, man. But he is such a great grapp- grappler that if you let him get going, he's going to get you down. Um, he's going to control you and keep you down. Um, he has, he's very good with his trips up against the cage, body lock takedowns. Um, most of his wins have been over guys who have struggled to get or struggled to get or never got wins in the UFC. Um, so that's something to think about as well. But, uh, his best win was over Jamal Emmers, but he was losing that fight before he got the submission. Um, he has really good head position up against the cage. Uh, it says he has 45% takedown accuracy, but, um, I'm guessing that's because he, once he gets guys down, they're pretty much down the entire time. Uh, they don't get back up, you know, and. He averages uh, 3.83 takedowns per 15 minutes, almost four takedowns, you know, per fight. And, you know, he only lands, uh, you know, one point, almost almost two strikes per minute, pretty much, 1.995, which is is because he's always on the ground. Most of those don't count as significant strikes, I'm sure. So that doesn't really do him justice, I guess. But uh, he is very good at what he does, man, but he is very one-dimensional. And uh, he's taken on. Diego Lopez, he is 28 years old, 5'11", with a 72.5-inch reach. He is 22-6 and six and 1-1 one and one in the UFC, and he's a plus-122 underdog. And uh, this guy has dangerous jiu-jitsu as well, man. 12 wins by submission, 8 wins by knockout. So you can see who is the more well-rounded fighter here of these two. Um, you know, he has the better striking, even though he's kind of wild on the feet at times, you know, but he does, he does have good power, and um, his hands are very dangerous. He's dangerous off of his back. You know, neither of these guys have ever been submitted. Um, he made his debut up against Mobzar Evlia, man, and made a pretty good account of himself, you know, almost landed a few submissions from the bottom, uh, has very nice calf kicks. I, I could see this fight going either way, man. Lopez is so good off of his back, which is where Pat's going to want to keep him. Um, you know, he does have bad takedown defense, but 
it's mostly because he's not scared to go on his back. You know, like he, he jumped into a triangle and landed on his back in his last fight and got the choke, you know, so he's not scared to be on his back at all. So it's not like he's really trying to stuff takedowns either. So, um, it's hard to say, you know, he's going to submit Pat Sabatini cause nobody has, but, um, I do think he's the better fighter, honestly, and I'm sure Pat will get him down and, and, you know, but will he be able to not get submitted? You know, I don't know that. So, I mean, um, I know every, most people are going with Pat. I, I'm going to be going with Lopez. Um, I do think Lopez has more weapons to get the job done. I think he even has better submissions than Pat. Um, you know, so I'm going to take him to win. Um, I have no idea how, but, uh, you know, I, I want to say Lopez by submission, but no one's ever submitted Pat. So I don't know. Um, I guess I'll, I'll take him to win by submission. Fuck it. I'll go for it. <laughs> take him to win by late submission. Next up, we got Jessica Andrade taking on Mackenzie Dern. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm kind of, I've kind of, yeah, I'm not putting too much faith in Jessica Andrade anymore. (laughs) So, Jessica Andrade is uh, 32 years old, 5'1", with a 62-inch reach. She is 24-12 and 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 15-10 in the UFC, and she's a plus-166 underdog. And I got to say, I respect her for all that she has done. You know, she's done a lot. She's, you know, ex-champ. Um, but I'm done putting faith in her at this point in her career. She's looked terrible in her last three fights. Um, she's been finished three times in a row. Um, has nine wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. But uh, her takedown defense just hasn't looked good, man. And she does she does hit very hard. She has decent striking. And, and you know, up until Dern's last fight, I would have maybe said that Andrade had the better striking. But, you know, Dern's strikingly pretty good in her last fight, so there's not a whole lot I can say here in favor of Andrade based on, you know, how she's been performing. Uh, I just kind of think she's on the, you know, on the, you know, getting towards the end of her career here, man. And if, well, they're also, you know, if they're going to keep letting, if she's going to keep fighting, maybe she should, you know, take a little bit step down in competition, you know, um, maybe, maybe fight a few, you know, guys that are, or girls that are, that have had one or two fights in the UFC. Uh, to get her back in the win column and try to build her back up because she just hasn't been looking good you know, here lately. Uh, has been fighting tough fighters, don't get me wrong, but just uh, I've been really disappointed in, in the way she's been fighting. Um, I do think I might have picked her in two of those last three fights. So uh, She's taking on Mackenzie Dern. She is 30 years old, 5'4", with a 63-inch reach. She's got a one-inch reach advantage. Um, she is 13-3 and and 8-3 and in the UFC, and she's a minus-185 favorite. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think she's better everywhere here at this point. And, um, and, you know, definitely in, in Andrade's career, I think, you know, Dern's better here and, you know, Dern's a good grappler, nice takedowns, have seven wins by submission. She fought very aggressive in her last fight, man. And it was a dominant performance over Angela Hill, who is one of my favorite fighters. So, uh, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of shocked she did so well when the striking against Hill, um, and she did it for five rounds, man. Very impressive, very dominant. And, I think Dern's going to get Andrade down here and, and get a submission, man. I mean, not much, not much more to it. So, uh, as far as what round, I mean, I don't know, man. Let's say second round. I mean, it could be late. It could be late. I don't know, but uh, this depends on when she starts trying to use her takedowns. I guess you know, I, I'll say second round submission here. Um, yeah, second round submission. Next up, we got the co-main event. Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall. 
And uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting to see this fight, um, you know, this soon. I, th I was thinking we were going to be waiting a while to see this. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so Pavlovich is 31 years old, 6'3", with an 84-inch reach. He is 18-1 and 6-1 and in the UFC. And uh, let me pull up the odds real quick. I do believe that... Uh, that he's a slight underdog. It might be a pick him now. I don't know. Let me let me check real quick. Just to make sure. Did I write? I didn't write him down. Um, I think money's coming in on Pavlovich because Tom was actually a bigger favorite um, before. So yeah, Sergey Pavlovich is minus 105 right now. So money has came in on him because Tom was a bigger favorite the other day. Tom is minus 115. Uh, and Pavlovich is, uh, you know, he's got 15 wins by knockout, um, never won or lost a fight by submission. Um, he's going to have a six inch reach advantage. He has really nice, crisp boxing, good combinations, good fundamentals in his striking. Um, he is pretty fast for such a big guy, man. And it's just his power that sets him apart from everybody else, man. He hits very hard. It's nasty. Um, you know, he's fought the tougher competition, I think as well, I would say. And like his last three fights have been against pretty tough guys. Um, and obviously we didn't get to see Aspinall complete his fight with Curtis Blades, so we didn't get to we didn't get to see that, you know, the answer to that that question, I guess, or however you want to put it. So um But you know, Palovich was you know, Curtis Blades was catching Palovich with some shots in that fight as well. So um so Tom but he's taking on Tom Aspinall. Tom is thirty years old, uh six five with a seventy eight inch reach. He is thirteen and three and six and one in the UFC as well. And uh, I said he's a minus 115. Uh, nine wins by knockout, four wins by submission. And, uh, yeah, Tom's got the better footwork, man. He's more explosive he's, and athletic. He's very powerful himself. And he's the more well-rounded fighter here, I think. His speed and accuracy are, are on point, man, and probably has the better cardio as well out of these two if it gets out of the first round. Um, I think he has the better wrestling and submissions. And originally I had it in my mind that I was going to go with the underdog and Sergey because this is just a scary fight to bet. And, I'd rather take the higher value or whatever, you know, but, uh, man, I, I went back this morning and watched all of these guys fights and it didn't take very long, by the way, to, to watch them because most of them are first round finishes. And, uh, you know, it, it's the speed and explosiveness of, of Tom that, that I think will win him the fight here. I think if he stays on his bike and uses his footwork, dancing around Sergey, not giving him a chance to set up his strikes and, and just blitzes in and then back out of the pocket, I think he can win this fight, and he could even play it safe and stay out of range and pick his shots from the outside for a round just to kind of slow Sergey down. Um, I'm going to take Tom to win by submission. Uh, I think he sets him down with a big shot and then gets on top, and Sergey won't be able to get back up. But scary fight, though, and uh, I don't know, man. Just after watching the tape, it was just the movement and the speed and everything of Tom Aspinall compared to what I was seeing from Sergey Pavlovich that uh, – that, uh, that that really made gave me a strong lean towards Aspinall enough, enough so that I went and put a little bit of money on him. So, um, I think Tom can win this fight, and I hope he does. I'm more of a fan of his than I am of Pavlovich. So, next up we got the main event, man. Yuri Prohaska taking on Alex Pereira, and uh, so Yuri is he's 31 years old, six three with an 80 inch reach. He is 29-3-1 and 3-0 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-125 underdog. 
And I kind of find that it's kind of crazy for both these guys. At least Yuri has a really big MMA record. But, uh, you know, Pereira hasn't had that many fights in the UFC, and he's already held a belt and lost it, and now he's fighting for another belt. So uh, just crazy how these guys have just jumped to the top so quickly. But uh, I do see why. I do see why. So um, where was I at? Um, so, yeah, Prohaska has a big record, man. He's got 25 wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Um, he has only one win by decision in his career, man. He's an amazing kickboxer with a very weird style. He's different. Keeps his hands real low. Uses a lot of goofy head movement. Very good at creating angles and firing shots from weird positions. And he's very accurate, too. Um, it can appear pretty sloppy, but it's effective. And very accurate with his punches. I think I already said that. My bad. Um, he's not much... He's not much of a grappler, really, but he did submit Glover Textera. So, I mean, I would say he probably has the edge in the grappling in this matchup. He's got you know, over 30 MMA fights. So, I mean, I think he would have the advantage there. And, um, yeah, he throws a lot of volume. He fights well from both stances. He switches a lot. Um, hasn't fought in over a year. And, you know, he's coming back off an injury. Uh, and you know, he never lost the title, man. Coming back off an injury, that's the only thing that really makes me nervous about picking him to win this fight, honestly. It's just, you know, that he's been out and coming off the injury. And we just don't know what we're going to get from him. But uh, hopefully he's fully prepared, man, and ready to go. Um, he's taking on Alex Pereira. He is 36 years old, uh, 6'4 with an 80-inch reach. He is 8-2 and two and 5-1 and one in the UFC. He's a minus-145 favorite, and we all know the story here. Amazing kickboxer, very technical, great calf kicks. Coming off a win over Jan uh, Bolchevich, uh, which wasn't as impressive of a win as I expected it to be, man. It was a split-decision win, and I think he's the more technical striker here, but Yuri is just so unorthodox. He may have trouble getting the timing on Yuri. Um Obviously, his weaknesses are his takedown defense, and if Yuri can get the takedowns, he could have you know success. It's just it's hard to pick against either of these guys because I'm such a big fan of both of them. They're both so good. Um, you know, just because Alex hasn't looked as impressive as I as I thought he would at 205, you know, I, I, I'm I think I'm going to go with Yuri here, man. It's kind of hard for me to to pick this, man. I, I think I'm going to go with Yuri in this fight. He's an underdog. It's a better value. Um, I'll take him to win by submission uh, round three or late submission, kind of like the Tex Sheriff fight, man. Uh, he's probably going to make the fight pretty crazy and and like he always does and probably take a lot of shots and give a lot of shots, you know? I mean, that's what he tends to do and makes it a war. So uh, let's just see. We'll see what happens, man. But I'm going to take Prohaska, uh, put him in my parlays, but no serious money on that. But uh, yeah, man, so that's uh, that's all my picks, guys. Sorry, I've been talking so much for so long now that my nose is all messed up. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I'm sure y'all wanted to hear that, right? Uh, so, as far as my bets go, guys, I've got... Pull this up so y'all can see it. Um, I got a small play on Nazim Sidekoff at minus 150. It's just a half-unit play. Um, I have a two-fight parlay that's Mackenzie Dern and Steve Ersig, and it's a plus 105, and it's a one-unit play. Uh, so, yeah, as long as that hits, I'll be good no matter what. And then I do have a small play on Tom Aspinall at minus 115. Um, that's a half-unit play as well. Not too much going on in this card, man. Um, just a lot of risky fights on this card, so I, I'm not – I didn't want to get heavily heavily invested in it, really. So uh, that's that's it as far as those, man, as far as parlays go. Um, I had to use, for whatever reason, guys, Bovada does not have their, um, doesn't have the lines for this, all the lines up for this fight yet. 
And uh, that's also part of the reason that I was waiting until Friday. I usually use Bovada for everything. I do use my bookie sometimes and, and bet now. Um, so I was able to get two of my parlays, get screenshots of them, and I'll just have to tell you what I added to them because the I couldn't get a good screenshot of them to, to, to put them on there for you and take a picture of them so you could see them. So um, first, first fight parlay is five fights. Um, it's Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Benoit St. Denis, Steve Ursig, Lupi Godinez, and Jamal Emmers. And uh, that was a, hold on, that was a five, uh, plus 519, 519 parlay. And then uh, to that, where is it? To that, I added, um, I added uh, Matuas Rebecki and Nazim Sidkov, and that's a plus 1443. And uh, so to that, I added um, Prohaska and Diego Lopez, and that's a plus 7,298. And then after that, I only added Gordon, uh, Jared Gordon, and that's a plus 11,297. There were some fights I left off, man. I I probably would make another one and add Tom Aspinall, but I already made these, so whatever. But uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of fights on this card that I'm, I'm scared to get super committed to or whatever, so... Not much going on on this card, but uh, hopefully, hopefully I played it safe, and hopefully I come out with some with, with some good wins here and some good money. So uh, that's it for me, guys. Man, I, I really appreciate all you guys for caring what I have to say. Thank you so much. Um, please like and subscribe, and let me go back and check to make sure there's hasn't been any changes to the other card that I don't know about uh, to this weekend's card that I need to talk to y'all about because I'm terrible at. I'll say that I'm going to make a video because there's a change on a card and then I'll forget to do it. Let's just make sure that I've gone over all these fights for uh, UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, did that, did that, did that. Looks like everyone, everything's pretty much the same. Yeah, we just lost that one fight. We lost the David Onama fight, uh, which sucks because that had been a fun fight. But but yeah, man, so we nothing there. Um yeah, man, that's that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much, man. Y'all have a good one. I uh, hope y'all win some money, man. And uh, oh yeah, I guess I forgot to do the uh, I forgot to tell y'all my social medias. Um, TikTok and Instagram are both high kick underscore fight picks, and uh, I post all my bets and stuff on there. If you don't want to watch my videos, and then there's a group on Facebook, high kick fight picks on Facebook, and uh, I mean. So there's there's not that many members yet, but a lot of people post their bets and stuff in there too. So and they bet different than I do. They bet props and stuff like that. So it's interesting to see. It gives you more ideas of what to bet on. And and uh so yeah, man, find that group and thank y'all, man. I'm out of here.